STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Testing my audio. I'm glad you got me instantly in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm so happy. You were, you're what? You're so happy, but now you're not? Yeah, instantly in a bad mood. Uh, how did that happen? Well, Joe Dark Cloud came to, came to rest. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that is. Right. It's, no one knows what that means or what you're talking about, so why don't you explain it? Well, I thought we were just testing the mics. All right, keep going. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on? Yeah. No, people don't want to hear about bad mood stuff. Why not? I think they find it fascinating. Uh, well, it's when we're, I got, uh, you know, our rundown, thinking about our rundown, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about, and Joe gives me the old, uh, nobody gives a shit, dude. <laughs> uh, he's not joking. He's serious. Uh, well, we we could do this, put some effort in, and come back and do this, or we could not do that. No, good. I apologize. Bad mood, just like that. Uh, it's just a lot of work to what you want to do, <laughs> and no, uh, nope. it's not. It is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's change the tone, and, and we should have a happier one because we've actually got a guest on tonight's episode. He's been uh, gracious enough to uh, to come on and, and uh, present himself and talk to the audience, and uh, he's been clamoring to do it for a while. It's the one and only uh, Cartridge Canuck, Paul. Somebody calling me? Hey, Paul. There we are. It's, a, it's good having uh, Paul on, because this is like our longest supporter, one of our oldest and best supporters. Love this guy. Super friendly guy, too. Um, I'm a little rusty, but I'm not that rusty. It's good times. What have you been up to? I apologize for giving Bill a hard time. Uh, wait a minute. What what happened? Where'd he go? Do you got him there, Paul? What uh, what'd you do? I don't. I don't know. We suddenly just lost him here. Oh. Um, STC Pod. All right. Well, maybe he'll. Uh, we'll just have to wait from the dial back in. Yeah. No problem. Hang tough. Uh, you know, we'll we'll squeeze him in. No problem. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, are we still going? Yep. Okay. What are you fiddling with over there? I'm just trying to uh, pull up the show intro. I want to thank uh, all the people that popped in last week to listen to uh, episode 77. I uh, hope you enjoyed what you heard and I hope you came back. If you're listening to this, you must have come back. Come who, back for more. Who popped in? I don't know. Oh. We, listeners. Listenership. Had a surge. A little surge. Just good to see. Yeah, that um, calmed you down there a little bit. Calmed me down a little bit. You get yeah. crazy. You got, you've gotten more crazy lately than I don't know what. It's all this video game stuff's made you just all agitated. What are you talking about? Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. Are you awake? No, I'm not. It's 
half awake. Yeah, I know. People are realizing this. <clears throat> Welcome to STC, people. Got bad mood in the beginning. You got uh, delirious Joe three minutes in, making no sense, incoherent. Welcome to STC Pod and Coffee. So I guess if it's just you and me now, that makes it a Tiffany episode. Has this been decided? I guess it has, right? Twitter poll's been completed. Twitter bo- poll has been the, completed. Uh, you want to hear the result? 20 plus fans have voted. Sure, whatever. <laughs> well, at 14%, uh, Bill Joe Baggins. Who thought of that one? That was uh, Curtis from Girlfriend Versus. Oh. Actually, one. I didn't mind that one. It was funny. Uh, next up, 15% of the vote was uh, Peapod. Mm. Two peas in a pod. No good, Vox. That was uh, Ram Vox. It was very creative. Now, then we're down to the last two, which was a BJ or a Tiffany episode. And this got to the wire. Close. Within one vote close. Could have swung either way. Is your math good? Are you sure? Yep. Hmm. Let's go. uh, So it's at 33% and 38%. At 33%, it was a BJ. So at 38%, a Tiffany won the poll. So now you're stuck with Tiffany, folks. Hope you're happy. I am. You can thank me for that. I got this whole Tiffany thing rolling. Well, uh, we can thank... That's a great idea. We can thank Eric, Mighty Q Dog, for uh, putting the Tiffany idea out in a tweet for us. And a BJ came from my sister. Oh. What's she got on her mind? What's her... B-bomb or... Uh, At B-bomb? What'd you shake your head for? I can't remember. (laughs) Why's your sister got BJ on the mind? I don't know. Is she uh, single or is she with someone? What? She's married with a family. What are you talking about? All right. Just curious. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What's the matter with you? I don't know. I thought I'd just delve into uh, what's going on with your sister's uh, life there. I didn't ask anything anything dirty. It's at Garden Gloves, isn't it? At B-Bomb. 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 That's the Twitter handle? Yeah. What's the garden gloves thing? It's your pet name for her, isn't it? No. Hmm. All right. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Pretty sure it's B-Bomb. Ask Siri. Siri would know. I'm pretty sure Where's she would Where's my wouldn't... phone? Okay. Yeah, it's Garden Gloves 1. At Garden Gloves 1. But the name is B-Bomb. Told you. I was right. No, you weren't right. <clears throat> you were saying at B-Bomb. What do you want to delve into tonight? You want to talk about how uh, Retro Fandango kicked me in the nuts, threw me on the ground, and drove the bus over me six times? You want um, to talk about... Uh, are you y- still playing Alan Wake? Yeah, talk about all that. And you were loving all the Fandango talk, by the way. Don't act like you weren't. I do love it when Kevin says my name. Or Vox. What else can we're going to talk about? I uh, watched a couple movies, documentaries, and you had a major family gathering, so must be fun times there to no, talk about. No, it's just Easter weekend, man. And uh, we'll get Paul back on the phone and all that good stuff. So, all right, go ahead with the intro. 
I gotta pull it up. Oh. Like you don't know this by now. You know no, Enzi man. knows it. I'm retarded, man. Not. Welcome back to another episode of STC Pod. This is episode number seventy-eight. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod, and you can check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bookmark our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under the title search STC Pod, as well as Transformers and Beer. For all of our episodes, you can find them on Podbean, www.stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, you have to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from our community at www.cartridgeclub.org. As always, Bill and I want to give a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners who tune in every Friday for a new episode. And let's get on with the show, Bill. Did you mention iTunes? Yeah. Yeah. Check us out on iTunes and give us a give us a short review if you can. We haven't sure. had a review on there in a little while. Keep bumping us up. Get I don't know going. how to find us on iTunes. It's in our links. <laughs> Is it? Hmm. Yeah. STC Pod. You I just know. search iTunes for STC Pod. That. I know. I can no only way. use that on my Apple computer. I don't know how to use it like on a PC. Can you even listen to them on a PC? Or does it just bring up the episode list? I think it just brings up the list. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, let's clear up what happened at the end of uh, last episode. You created, uh, what, a hidden track? Or was that an Easter egg? Or... What, uh, well, we played it off as a uh, Easter egg uh, portion of our, our show, uh, first one we ever did. But in actuality, uh, GarageBand uh, screwed up on me, and I, I don't know what happened, man. Yeah, but uh, you know what happened. Kudos for people still playing it out and, and finding out what happened at the end. Why don't you tell people what happened, how you were editing that last oh. week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was editing it while I was watching TV. Well, I had to edit it for some QC issue, which I normally don't. We don't normally try to edit. But uh, so I was on the couch watching some TV show, Boxing or Flash or Supergirl. And I think I was passing in and out of consciousness while I was listening to the show back. And then, what is it? I woke up at 11 p.m., and then uh, I found out I had fallen asleep or something, and so I had to go back and start listening to the show, and I didn't finish editing or going through it and QCing it till like about uh, probably 1 in the morning. So I just wanted to go to bed, so I just hit uh, export, and next thing I know, boom. <laughs> Good. Easter egg. Instant Easter egg. So that's how easy it is to make these things. Yeah. I didn't even know if it was there, but I had to go to bed. You're passing in and out of consciousness before 11 p.m. at night. Which is normal for anybody. No. Normally people can make it I'm to not going to try a sleep mask test like you want me to. Obviously, you need to have that done. Dangerous waters you're in. Well, no, it was a long day. Uh, had to get up early, right? No. No? Not the next? Oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I got had to get for the two kids. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I've been doing more often lately too. Well, why wouldn't you be? It's not an option, is it? Well, the mother-in-law gets up early. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, 
She uh, she's usually up by like six thirty, which oh is when she gets God. up the little guy, and then I usually get up around seven seven fifteen. Shit, you just got it made, don't you? She normally starts planning our meal first thing when she gets up at six thirty in the morning. I don't ask her to, but I, lately I've been getting up at six thirty just to uh, try and step up. Uh, I think when she came to you and asked for a favor at one point. And then you said, at some point, you will come back to her for a favor. Mm. Are you going mafia on me here? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So that's what happened. You're passing into con- oh, in yeah. consciousness. I was telling that story. You could, yeah, that was uh, it, man. I just, uh, it was one of those things that happens when you're half asleep trying to do a show. How's this one going to go? Better. Hopefully. Oh, boy. Don't worry. I'll do all the work as always. One job. Do all the manual labor. You just do your picture. (laughs) You know how long that takes. That's days of work figuring out the images. All right. So, hey, let's talk PSP. I haven't uh, got the story out. I don't have a PSP, but. How I finally acquired a PSP. PlayStation Portable. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Is that something? Know. Thanks for finally telling me. What are you talking about? You've seen me playing it, <coughs> playing it around. People have. Oh, uh, is that it? <laughs> What'd you oh, think yeah, that you was? Did. I don't know. I get them all mixed a up. A miniature computer. I'm not a, I'm not a portable handheld kind of guy. Jesus. What's this piece of Star Trek technology in your hand? Oh my! You work in the high tech industry. You know that. Yeah, but I only care about the stuff that I care about. Holy mackerel! Anyways. I was thinking I should look for a PSP because, uh, as you know, I recently got into the PlayStation 2, getting into the Sony products. Why? Because you've always been an Xbox guy. That's right. And Yeah, uh, so why are you getting into the PlayStation? Well, because all the titles are really... Better on the PlayStation? Mm, no. There's more games on the PlayStation? Uh I'm allowing games I've missed out on into my heart now, like uh, oh. God of War and oh. uh, Shadow of Colossus. Those oh. PlayStation games that we didn't get on Xbox. And so as I'm going along with that, I'm seeing PSP games are dirt cheap as well, like two bucks each kind of thing. People are giving away PSP mm. games. Mm. And PSPs themselves, I'm finding you can walk into like a buy and sell or a pawn shop, pick one up for 40 bucks all day long. So I started looking on on the local Kijij, our Canadian version of Craigslist. Why are the games so cheap? Uh, well, it's an unsupported format. Like They stopped making stuff for it. Well, the Vita came out. Oh. That kind of took over, and I don't think they do anything with the Vita now either. But I'm always seeing these games cheap, and I've heard how great the PSPs are for emulation. Super easy to jailbreak it. So looked on the Kijij and uh, for a while, and one finally popped up. Remember I showed you the picture? The guy just put all the stuff on the floor and stood over it and took this photo right. from very far away where you got to see his feed in the picture. Yep. So he had a PSP, a couple covers. It was complete with box and instructions, cords, uh, car chargers, 
about 10 or 12 games and movies all together, uh, 50 bucks. But like I said, if you just want a PSP, you can get one for 40 bucks all day long at the pawn shop. So I was kind of on the fence on it. But I looked at his other ads, and his other ad was for about, mm, about 35, 40 Xbox, original Xbox games. Most with instructions. And again, he took another shot, put them all on the ground. He stood over them and took a very fuzzy, out-of-focus shot. How much were the Xbox games? He wanted, I think he wanted another 50 for the Xbox games, either another 40 or 50. For how many? About 38. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, there was, you know, they were all common. There was nothing that was. Yeah, uh, but if you're looking to just put a nice little chunk into your collection. Yeah, there was. Unless a lot of them are sports games. No, a lot of them, well, there was maybe. I'll say maybe 10 of them were sports games. The rest were whatever. But they were common stuff. But good stuff and stuff I needed. So I uh, I sent him an email. And I said... <coughs> <laughs> this is after I've, I've looked at his uh, ad for about a week. And I put that in the email. I said, you know, I've been looking at your ad for about a week. And... I, I, I do like your PSP package here, but I think the price is, price is a little too high. So, um, no, you know what happened first? I asked him what generation it was, whether it was a 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000. And uh, that was the guy who was sending me one-word answers. Oh, yeah. He was sending me one-word answers on emails, but so only- you want, the third generation? No, it was the first one, 1,001. No, but which one do you want? I was looking for the newest one, the 3000, but no big deal. And he would send me one email at nine o'clock at night with the one word answers. I had a couple questions for him, like, do the games have manuals? Uh, you know, what generation is a PSP? And I'd have to wait a day till 9 p.m. at night to get one word email back. So we had this exchange for a few days. Then I sent him that email saying, you know what? Thanks anyways, I'm probably not going to do it, but uh, I'll tell you what, if you were to throw in the Xbox games, I'd say we have a deal at $50. So then I had to wait a day till 9 p.m. to get an email back, and I think he came back with uh, $60 for the whole thing. So obviously he wasn't getting much attention on his ads. The pictures were so lousy. It was really hard to look at his ads. Hmm. So if you're putting an ad out there, people, take better photos. Anyway, so I emailed him back and said, you know what? Forget it. Uh, good luck with your ad. Um, I'm not going to take a chance on it. And then he wrote me back two days later and said, you know what? $50, come and take it right now. I just want it gone. So I got all that. PSP package. Complete inbox. And uh, those Xbox games for 50 bucks, but I had to drive a little north of town. So it was about a uh, 20 minute drive. Packed the kids in the car with me, went up to, uh, hmm, what was this place called? Uh, anyways, I forget. Acton? No. I can't remember. It's right on the tip of my tongue, but I forget. 
It's a little. It's it's not really a town. It's just like a, a an area, you know. Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> no. So we're going through the town, and it's a little rundown kind of town. So I'm like, kids, you just uh, get nine one nine one and ready on your phone. Be with ready with the other one when I don't come back out of this house. But luckily, I pulled up to his house. It's actually a nice house in this area, uh, hidden amongst all the other trashy houses. And it was a young guy there, and uh, I look at the stuff. Everything's in great condition. Discs are not scratched. Can you believe that? Discs are not scratched. And he said, look, I even I underestimated how many Xbox games I had. I didn't count it right, so there's actually more than what was in the ad here. Wow, that's like, oh, a good haul. That's huh? cool. I'll take that. Help, help me carry him out to the car. He's like, oh, how old are your kids? And, you know, uh, it's, oh, your kids will love this. I'm like, yeah, the kids will. <laughs> yeah, this big kid right here is going to love this. So I got that back in the car. and Did you post all the stuff you got? Hmm. I'm not sure. So I don't probably remember seeing not. this big lot of uh, Xbox games. No, I probably didn't. Well, good job in uh, ripping this guy off, man. No, I think it was still fair. I think it was still fair, dude, because the Xbox games, let's face it, right now uh, the resellers are giving you like, I mean, the buy and sells, they would give you less than, they'd probably give you 50 cents a title. And, uh, you know, I took you to that one pawn shop that's selling a Ridge yeah. Xbox games for a dollar each. So, really, they're a dollar each value. Yeah, right I'd now. figure a dollar or two. So, and the PlayStation, I'm finding uh, the PSP commonly now on Kijiji between 25 and 50 bucks. So if you look hard enough, you can get one for twenty five bucks. I just saw it last week, and uh, yeah, but is it complete in box? No, uh. no, that's a good one. What? Your mouth gas that spurt all over the microphone. I so, anyways, emulation. Turns out all you have to do is stick a file on. Uh, the memory oh. card of the PSP and run it through the PSP. It does its business and it'll jailbreak the thing. Then you add another file that will, uh, you know, emulate all of your games for you. And then you go add ROMs to this. Hmm. You throw all the ROMs so on the disc. So you don't have to bother buying any games. I got the ones that came with it. Yeah. I did buy one or two that I Wait, just. Wait, are these ROMs uh, PSP games or other systems? No, the ROMs I've added, I grabbed, uh, it must be the entire Super Nintendo catalog. It's over 700 oh, okay. games. It all fit on the uh, memory stick, which came with the PSP, by the way. And uh, <laughs> really, is that what's happening now? We talked about this early on in this show's run. So you can't ROM? Uh, no. The gas must not come from below the belt during the show. So you can't... <laughs> <clears throat> you can't ROM a PSP game then, right? They're too big. No, I think you can. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And the PSP, like you don't even need an emulator for the original PlayStation games. They automatically play on it. And uh, so what I was looking for, I was looking for the Super Nintendo games, which I got. And I'm on the lookout now for the N64 pack of ROMs. 
There's one out there, but there was barely any people sharing it, so I couldn't grab it. Yeah, I like it, but the screen is just so small. It's, it's, but it's, it's suited for certain games. Because I heard you playing that racing game on it, but it's just uh, it's too fast for such a small screen. But it wasn't, because I was having a great old time. That was Burnout, which I found for the PSP at the local hawk shop for $2, complete in-box with the manual. And uh, it's just like the uh, PlayStation version. Super fun. The graphics are comparable. Well, that's good. Maybe you'll uh, work your way up to PlayStation 3 and play a real man system. I am starting to check out ads for PlayStation 3. I'd like to find another one, too, because I've got my original. I've got the original PlayStation 3, the 80 gig one. The big fucking beast. Yeah, and, uh, but that's the desirable one. You're lucky it's still working. Yeah, for some reason, it's never had an issue with it. I know people that have had theirs replaced, like... You know, sometimes two times. And this thing heats up like a mother. A fan gets going on it like a tornado, and I can barely hear the uh, the game that I'm playing on the TV sometimes. Oh, yeah, so you should be on the lookout. Is that the four-holer? It's got the four USBs in yep. the front? Yeah, that's the, that's the guy. Because there's basically a PlayStation 2 jammed in there beside the PlayStation yeah. 3. I call it the, the big black dong. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if I can find a newer version. Unfortunately, the newer ones, uh, of course, i got to find it with the box, but they're still fairly expensive. Like, uh, you're looking at 100 150 Yeah. Even up to 200 right, sometimes. 150 And a lot of people that are selling them online, they refuse to give you information about them, like how big the hard drive is. Or, yeah, I don't remember how big the hard drives were when they released that version, like what options they gave you. So uh, I'd just be happy for a quieter PlayStation, to be honest. I'm chomping at the bit to play near. Get it in there. I can't. Actually, I could test it for five minutes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> mm. Maybe I will. Yeah. Got a bunch of games I want to test. Well, we'll see. So that was my big, exciting kind of a mini haul because I don't, I don't get a lot of those where I can combine stuff and get a decent. Oh, that's that's great, man! I never even would have dared to ask him to throw the Xbox games in. Well, first I, off, the one-word answers, I probably would have been done with the guy after the first response. I, it was it was touch and go, and I really that's normally I wouldn't have asked for so much, but you know, me and you've been watching all these videos about people bringing home car loads i'm like you know what time for me to our time time for me to get going on this and My just time. go for it what's the worst that uh, he's gonna say one word answer no so put it out there stuck well, to the good deals i guess to be found in kijiji i've been staying off of it just out of frustration and uh even a little bit of ebay has been the same just uh complete frustration when i try to find anything how do you feel about uh, when we tell these stories about giving prices that you paid or not giving prices? A lot of people are hesitant to give prices out, what they paid. Um, I don't know. I think it depends what it is. I don't like giving prices out on Transformers that I buy. But uh, I think video games are sort of different. And uh, I think if you get a deal too... 
it's good to share it and uh, you know maybe just tell people how you got it and or ways that they can look to maybe get the same sort of deal for themselves too. Price kind of makes it interesting, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a problem. I think it's. I love it. I love knowing what things are going for or what people can get them for. But uh, as long as you don't do it like in a bragging sort of way, then I'm not bothered by it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and listeners, feel free to tell me if there's a better, if I should have looked for a better deal or not on that. I don't think so, man. Not for all that when you divide it all out. Anyway, I think you give prices on your trannies and beer podcast, both stuff Uh, you picked up. Oh, the odd ones. The odd time, yeah. I'd like like to hear more prices. I think there you might be more hesitant because you guys are so embarrassed by the amount of money. That goes out the door. Well, it's relative, but it's sort of no different than what video game prices are. Well, it'd be nothing for you to drop 500 bucks on a figure this week. Yeah, I would, because that explains <laughs> why I haven't bought a figure in I don't know how long. And that's why you don't want to tell us the price, because you know we'll fall off our chairs. No, I. you know what? I'd, I'd find it seriously hard to drop that much on a figure now. It would have been different maybe like two years ago. But uh, I just can't seem to – well, it doesn't help them starting to do video games again with on top of collecting Transformers. So spreading out the funds uh, doesn't make it for an easy buy sometimes. When's the next game show? Mm, May? May. Well, you have one in Durham coming up. No, I'm not going to that one. Why not? It's right – Near your house. It's too easy for me to get to. Got to spread them out. Because I think there's a... Hmm. I think there's like an, uh, a toy collectible show in April or in May. Now we're hitting the hard season where stuff starts popping in every month. So I've been looking for some games. I've started to do like a games list on, uh, you know, games to buy and... I've been checking them out on eBay, but, uh, man. Get off eBay, man. There's no point. The only thing to do is just wait to try and find them at a show. Yep. I was kind of hoping to see your Transformers co-host, M, uh, come up to Barry with you for the game game exchange. No, he's not really into buying the retro ones. Uh, I talked to him about it after, so. He's a gamer. He plays new games. He has a Retron 5. Doesn't matter. What does he stick in there? His hand? <laughs> he doesn't play it that often. It's more on his uh, PS4. Hmm. Well, uh, if- maybe next time. Maybe we'll come to the water. I don't know. I got a carpool, right? Well, we hmm. hope to see him come up for one of these uh, video game shows. Kev, uh, save me a seat in your car for uh, Waterloo. Yeah, am I meeting them? Am I going to meet all you guys somewhere and then head out to Waterloo? You're meeting us in Waterloo, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. Organize with Kevin. Yeah. I got no way of getting down if I if I can't carpool with somebody. Well, did you even pay Kevin yet for the last show that he bought the tickets for? Yeah, I bought him a video game. So you got him a video game. Right. He didn't pay you for that. I got him that one banana game. 
one banana. Yeah, Onichambara or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and he bought. And the funny the thing is, I bought one tickets. for him, one for me, both on the PS4, a system which neither of us have. I just bought it because it looked kind of cool, and there's yeah, hack and slash with uh, anime girls with uh, fighting zombies. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, it's bikini clad. But Kevin, Kevin has a couple of earlier versions of it in the series, I guess, or whatever. So, yeah, I found one for the Wii. I, I've never even heard of the series, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Strange that I just happened to tweet it out. But for well, I'm just saying, you guys should work out your uh, billing system between the two of you before uh, it breeds ill blood between you. What are you talking about? Why you don't stir the pot? I'm not for something that's not even there, man. Who's pot I don't stirring? care. Whose pots? I want to see every. I want to see cohesion and uh, harmony. I'm not like that, man. <laughs> You're not like that. I. You should bust out the picture of the ledger me and you had uh, with our. Yeah, because you're back crazy about that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> By I the way, apparently two dollars still. still two dollars up. Uh, Jesus, come this way. <laughs> You're gonna get it, and I got a jar of nickels at home. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'd like to give it to me. All right, moving on. What do you got to tell me? What have you been watching? Anything? Uh, on TV? Out? I don't know. I caught some of the last Supergirl last week. Oh. Well, I watched one last night where uh crossover episode with the Flash appears yeah, in that's her the universe. one I saw. Oh, God. Yeah. What a yuck yuck fest that is. It was. Had some good battles and shit, though. And it was interesting the way he was describing the multiverse and all that. I liked all that. Yeah, but he does that in the Flash episode because he's yeah. been to the other alternate Earths. Yeah. I got to check out that Flash, maybe. I keep Strange, hearing. though, how Supergirl is not in his normal world. So it makes you wonder if Superman is, then. Eh, I don't know. I, it's all that, uh, they have the, all this high school uh, kissy fest stuff going on during the episode. Like, does he like me? Does he not like me? I find yeah, it really that was derails. Weird. It was more of a that. comical episode than anything. Still watching that. I've uh, DC Legends is atrocious, and yet I'm still mucking my way through it. I don't know why. I just more of one of those shows I just put on the background. But uh, I'm looking to get to. I've got a number of episodes of Vikings, the latest season on the PVR that I got to start watching. And then The Return of Gotham, I got to start watching too. So. And Walking Dead's anything. got one more episode left. I don't hear anything about Gotham anymore. I don't hear any buzz about it. I do. You do? Yeah, I do. You do. Stern talks about it all the time. Oh, okay. It is. It has been really good. The Walking Dead has been, it seems... Well, I don't hear people talking about Walking Dead, but I still watch it because I enjoy it. I don't care what anyone says. People are talking about Walking Dead. There's always... Uh, I don't hear anything about it. There's always people talking... A lot of people are talking about how they're going away from the show. They're getting bored of it. The sixth season curse of people wanting to move on, but... I don't know. I could watch this for many, many seasons. Well, I was shocked at how some of the things took place in the latest episode. 
I feel they're just like there's good stuff in them, but they're just building towards that last episode. Like you, you could have skipped these episodes and just catch the last one. They're building. They're building momentum for this big thing that's going to happen in the last episode. Yeah, I'm still a little frustrated at how um, spoiler free. Yeah, this is no spoilers here. Don't worry. At how uh, they're—they just can't seem to catch a break with uh, all these other people that are assholes and just want to try and take their stuff. Well, and that's what a lot of people that are leaving the show are complaining about. It's like, how much can I endure week after week of tragedy and tragedy and melancholy? But it's not like you can have them settle peacefully and start building like a a carnival. Well, they they have been showing that there has been time elapsing. So it's not like, you know, they got back and then all of a sudden, two days later, something happens again. I think that's why they had that buddy episode between Daryl and Rick, you know, where they go out on a run together and it was kind of like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid together and they were having fun. I think that was kind of a, okay, breathe it in. This is going to be fun. We're going to sit back and have a good old laugh this episode. So that was good. Anyways, I'm still happy with it. Looking forward to the finale and looking forward to Fear the Walking Dead starting right after that. Nope. Yep. They're on a boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. I'm on a boat. All right, so that's it for you? Sure. You watch your girly shows. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to say? Okay. Watch the girly shows. Haven't played any games. Um, yeah, it's just been a lull. Well, let me take over again. Good. This is going to be a Bill uh, Tiffany episode. Get your pens and pencils ready because here comes your movie recommendations. And you can watch these because they were just on the uh, movie channel here in Canada. What, what What's that look for? Uh, yeah, Why give that's, me that look? that's my uh, we'll see look. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if these are worth watching. Well, you've heard of this movie. It premiered at uh, the Toronto Film Festival last year, the uh, Brian Wilson story. Uh, what was it called? Love and Mercy? Shaking my head. Why? <laughs> Go ahead. Do you remember hearing about this nope. movie? No? John I, Cusack's in it? I probably did, but I just didn't care about it. Oh, it's really good. Um, so it's a biopic about Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. And it picks up right after, <laughs> I guess, it's just before Pet Sounds comes out. So Brian Wilson hears the Beatles' Rubber Soul album. And goes like, holy mackerel, this is how you pump out an album. There's zero filler. It flows perfectly. Everything's amazing on it. I want to do something like that instead of this surfer music we do. Right? This is when the Beach Boys turn the corner and put out pet sounds. You big Beach Boys fan? Why am I getting dead eyes from you right now? Just keep going. (laughs) So the interesting, the interesting thing about this movie is it tells Brian Wilson's story from two different eras of his life. One, when he's creating the Pet Sounds album, and two, when it's way later on in life after he's had mental breakdown after mental breakdown, and he's actually under the care of this uh, psychiatrist who's really taking advantage of him to the point where he's, Brian Wilson's changed his will to include him, 
Brian Wilson gives him royalties from his songs. He lives with Brian <sighs> Wilson. And that guy was played by Paul Giamatti, which was awesome. You know, pig vomit. So the older Brian Wilson is John Cusack. And then it'll break back to the early Brian Wilson. Uh, that's played by uh, Paul Dano. Is that his name? And if you know the Pet Sounds album, it's like just texture upon texture of sound, right? It's really experimental. It's a concept album. And uh, he was doing crazy stuff in the studio. This is one year before Sgt. Pepper's came out. In fact, the Beatles have said, and George Martin has said, Sgt. Pepper wouldn't have happened if they didn't hear Pet Sounds first and go, oh, my God, can we do this in the studio? Hmm. So, you know, the... the what they had, the only other crazy stuff you'd have heard before Pet Sounds is stuff that uh, you know, Phil Spector was putting out, Wall of Sound stuff. And Brian Wilson conceived of even more radical ways to record different sounds and instruments and even going avant-garde on this album and the next album, which uh, should have been called Smile, but it came out as Smiley Smile because the... Uh, the label thought it was just too experimental and they cut it all down. And Anyways, what, what happened to you here? Not following? Don't like? Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's moments where they're recording uh, like Good Vibrations, which appeared on the album after Pet Sounds, but it was recorded during the Pet Sounds uh during that, uh, during those sessions. And there was one part where it's just a couple guys on the cello just going, jump, 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 like that, making that backing sound that you hear during the chorus. Mm -hmm. Actually, you can hear it the best right before the song fades out. It's just, I'm going, jump, 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 jump. And he did take after take after take of it because it just wasn't sounding right in his head. They do it, jump, 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 jump. He would go, mm, yeah, we're almost there. Can you just, I don't know, uh, you know, just try and, and then go, chuck, 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 chuck. Yep, we're almost there. Maybe one more time just in case. And chuck, chuck, 36 takes later, they're still doing it. And the rest of the Beach Boys are in the booth just pulling their hair out going, it sounds like the same chuck, chuck, chuck that just happened. <laughs> so he was radical uh, in his recording style for sure. And um, what else? Well, sounds interesting. I don't know. <clears throat> See, I, I know I'd probably enjoy it once I started watching it. For me, the issue is always, along with a lot of the shows that I watch, sometimes it's hard just to get the ball rolling. But once it was on, I'd probably really appreciate it. Yeah, you would. Because um, that's all stuff that I don't really know about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the one other story in the recording session. It's not coming to me. But... Uh... Yeah, it's one of those movies you're just going to have to start up and let it let it play. It might be hard for you to hit play on it. I think it, it's a biopic and it's Beach Boys, but well, I like the I like the Beach Boys music, so I don't have an issue with that. Uh John John Cusack, I wouldn't have that's my only problem with this movie. He was you see him as John Cusack through the whole movie. You know, you don't see him as Brian Wilson. You oh, that's just John Cusack doing his regular John Cusack. So that's my only gripe in the whole movie. All right. What else did you watch? All right. Next up, documentary. <laughs> what? 
Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why are your eyes looking up to the ceiling? Fuck. Come on. All right. Documentary. This one was directed by Colin Hanks. And everyone probably, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. It's uh, called All Things Must Pass. It's the story of Tower Records. You remember Tower Records? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did we have one in Toronto? Tower Records? Yep. I think so, didn't we? Tower. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll let Maybe you think not. about it. We'll get back to it. The, it. the documentary starts with the tagline, and this was enough to grab me. In 1999, Tower Records earned a billion dollars. Seven, seven years later, filed for bankruptcy. That's how fast the collapse of Tower Records was. Hmm. And they were huge. They were huge in Japan. They were in London. They were all over the world. Uh, they started in San Francisco. Um, I think there was one in Toronto. It was on the corner corner of a street. Yeah. And it was like two or three stories. I don't know if it was multi-story. I think it was two stories. I think I remember going into it once or twice. Well, I was brave enough to venture to downtown Toronto. Yeah. I'm I'm instantly impressed. That's right. I remember it being on the corner of a of a of the street. It was on the corner of Queen West and Young Street. Huh. So if anyone knows Young Street of Toronto, say ten or twenty years ago, it was uh, a landmark building was the Sam the Record Man building. Right, it had the giant neon signs of spinning discs. Right, and uh, it was huge. Sam the Record Man. And beside that was A&A Records. Actually, there was a tavern in between these two Hmm. giant record stores. And then, so just across the street would have been the, was it across the street or on the same side? Would have been the Tower Records, which came last to the street. Uh, Our Sam, the record man here in Canada, is amazing how close that story is to the Tower Records story. You know, started by one guy, spread all across the country. Uh, Sam, the record man, even had its own magazine, just like Tower Records did. And, uh, of course, it collapsed, I think, earlier than Tower Records. But there's only one Sam, the record man, left. You know where that is? Hmm, no. Hmm. no. <laughs> it's in Belleville, my old haunt. Really? Yeah. If it's still there. Why would that one have only been the last one remaining? I, I don't know the story why. It ended up, there was just, uh, yeah, there was two. One in like Thunder Bay and one in Belleville. And uh, ultimately it's just the Belleville one. But it's not like it's the same guy. It's just licensed as Sam the Record Man. So it's an independent store. They just license Sam the yeah, Record Man okay. The signage, the name. So, yeah, Sam the Record Man. Huge store on Young Street. Huge store, just like Tower Records was in San Francisco. And uh, so this Tower Records documentary, it's got all your big name, you know, artists being interviewed. It's got your Springsteen. It's got your Dave Grohl, who actually worked for Tower Records. And uh, David Geffen, Elton John. Elton John, they said, probably spent more money at Tower Records than any other person alive. 
could possibly. He would go once a week and just load up at Tower Records. And he would go during business hours. And at one point, they finally went to him, you know, how about we just open an hour early and just let you come in, Elton, do your stuff? So yeah, that'd be great. So, so that's what they did, open an hour earlier for, for Elton John every week. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the, uh, and then of course, you know, with the internet age and all that, Napster, collapse of the business. But right. it's interesting, the record business started by selling singles. You know, 45s? Yep. Singles. That's what everyone bought was singles. They'd go and grab a couple songs on a single for like 49 cents or something, and that was it. That's what these record stores would mainly sell was singles. And then with the advent of Tower Records growing so big, <clears throat> no one imagined a record store could be the size of what these Tower Records stores could be. But then uh, that brought in, you know, the LPs, the long plays, 33 and a thirds. And uh, the singles kind of died away and people started buying albums, you know, seven ninety nine, $8.99. And then... You know, we went through our little things with eight tracks and cassettes. And then CDs came along. You remember Price CDs? When they first came out? Jeez, uh, weren't they like nineteen ninety nine or something like yeah. that? Or 2021 <laughs> or something like yeah, that? Yeah, massive jump because they said the technology, you know, involved with uh, such a high fidelity as hmm. CDs. It was, uh, you needed these high prices for CDs. Remember it came in the big long thing too? Long cardboard? Yeah, long yeah. cardboard. Well, not all of them did, but yeah, I remember. Or they had the big plastic thing on it. Yep. Yeah, and we were forced to spend upwards of 20 bucks an album. And, uh, of course, a lot of us were repurchasing the shit that we had bought before on cassette. On cassette yeah. Or we bought it on an album. You know, a lot of my stuff I've bought several times over again on different formats, just being fooled by the record companies over and over again to buy it again and again. So you kind of got to blame the record company a little bit for the fall of their sales, right? Taking advantage of the consumer for so long. And, you know, they don't really blame Napster in this documentary 100%. They blame the changing tastes of the consumer because with the advent of the internet and downloads, it appears people just went back to buying singles again. They didn't want to buy a whole album at the high price of a CD at twenty bucks, and they really just want the, uh, you know, the title hit. Yeah, three or four songs, right? So that's why Napster went through the roof. I don't have to buy the whole album; I can just get the title song here. So people were really interested in singles, right? People did revert back to what they originally were doing. And Never I, thought of that. iTunes, right? That's what you're doing. You're buying the single off iTunes, single track. Which is a shame, though, because I sometimes miss the the story that's told through a whole album, like one done properly by the artist, right, where they try to tell a whole story about yeah. the whole piece. Definitely. There's that. But then you got through the 90s and the 2000s, you know, Britney Spears' album, is doesn't it's not a conceptual album. They just want the title hit. Yeah. Shania Twain. Well, people people's interests have, uh, you know, it's hard to retain any sort of interest on people nowadays, right? They want things fast, quick, and, 
and they can lose interest so quickly too. So Tower Records, all things must pass. Uh, they go on to say how the business expanded into Japan. It was really popular in Japan. How they created a magazine, how they uh, engaged the consumer. Like consumers were invited to come into the store and just hang out all day. If you want to hang out all day, it's fine. Um, you know what's cool? It reminds me of Sam the Record Man. You know what's cool about them? Same concept. You go hang out in there. But if you were an independent uh, artist, you know, if you cut your own CD, which you did, right? Was it uh, Joe and the DJ Joe and the Jimmy Jams? Fresh Prince. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> if you had CDs to sell, you could go into Sam's and consignment. Hmm. They had such a huge store, right? They'd give you shelf space. I got a case of 20 CDs in my band. Yep, put them right here. We'll sell them for you. You don't see that happening anymore. No, that's cool. Yep. All right, so I digress. That's Tower Records. All things must pass. And that story hasn't been told? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, it made the news when Tower Records folded and was liquidated. It made the news. Because uh, especially... Here in Canada, not that we had a huge Tower Records thing, but when Sam's closed, that was that made news. Yeah, that was huge. And wow, it was such a landmark, right, for so many years. Especially, yeah, Young Street. To not have a major record store on Young Street. There's still HMV there, but apparently I haven't been in there in years. And it's just all DVDs. Yeah, I went into um, HMV at the local mall Christmas time, and uh, completely different. It's all, like you said... It's all like uh, graphic novels, uh, DVDs. Uh, they do have a larger record section now. Yeah. As that gimmick. Yeah, I guess they would, yeah. But um, is there listening stations? Hmm. You know what? I don't remember seeing it. I wanted to get in and out, so it was. Uh, I didn't want to sort of check everything, but... Yeah, it's more of like, uh, like I said, that kind of feel, like a comic shop slash movie store, as opposed to just being strictly music, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this ties in really to what else we've been watching, which you've forgotten about. Tower Records ties in exactly with the show Vinyl. Oh, to Vinyl, yeah. Well, you're up to date. I'm one episode behind. And uh, again, this was another one where... I didn't. I, I watched it. Uh, went into watching it, kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I've actually been enjoying it. Surprisingly, it's very, it's very manic. Uh, when you got that lead character doing his thing, mm-hmm. I forget his name in real life, but um, I don't know. Uh, you you obviously like it, right? That's your description of the whole show. It's manic. It is. <laughs> Because he's always coked up. <laughs> There's a lot of coke going on in this show. Well, it's about the music industry. Yeah. Uh, he has a record label that's failing. He's trying to create, you know, make it successful. It was once successful, but it's failing. Around what? 70, what did they say? It's around 74, 75? Yeah, middle 70s to late, I guess. The only thing I don't like about it is the artists that they have pretend to be the real artists. 
and play portions of their song like when they're transitioning from scene to scene or certain yeah. scenes. There was one episode where they did that a lot. Yeah. And uh, they've kind of backed off on that, I find. But you will see uh, actors coming in and portraying real artists. Well, and that's different, though. With dialogue and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they had David Bowie. But uh, to use, like, a musical transition with a, a lookalike. I, yeah. I found that to be a little bit hokey. I either would have just... Because the lip syncing is off. Yeah. Big time. And it just sort of draws you out of it. Okay, so that's is that it for recommendations for yeah, the time well, being? Yeah, check that. It's fabulous. Music's fabulous. Pre- uh, the uh, way it's presented is great. Uh, performances are spot on. And Juno Temple, hello. Burp, burp. Who's that? The blonde girl? Yeah. Uh, she's all yours, man. I won't <laughs> fight you for that thing. Okay. It's too small. All right, well, let's... Uh, Alan Wake, have you put that in yet? What? Alan Wake. You have a copy. Yeah, but it's sealed. Right. Crack the seal, put it in. No, I'll keep it sealed. Oh, you're not going to play it? No, I will. What did you get it on? 360? Yeah, 360 for uh, 10 bucks. Um, Yeah, I do want to play it, but... I've had a good week of playing it, maybe. Is that all? Uh, Well, since the show, maybe a couple weeks now. But I've put in... Maybe three game sessions. Is this the one with the alternate endings, or is that near? That's near. Not alternate endings, but like you have to multiple endings. Hmm. Near has multiple endings. I'll worry about that when I get to it. So, are you close to finishing? No, uh, no. I'm. I'm a little bit in. I'm midway through episode three. It's broken into episodes. We won't, you know, talk too much about it. The big old cartridge club podcast is out now i'm sure and you play uh, these cartridges called games but why <laughs> you never seen do you ever finish them by the time yeah. they're done yeah i finished near in time think so maybe mm. i don't think you did i gotta uh, say you should probably start earlier <laughs> like your donkey kong country you started two months ago i hate that game <laughs> piece of shit super show. nintendo man Bring it in. Let's see. I can maybe I can help you out with it or something. See what you're doing wrong. Well, it's not like I just calm you down. Super frustrating. Yeah, platforming. I can do platformers, man. These dumb monkeys don't uh, jump properly. They're yeah. It's a little slippy too, isn't it? Uh, well, if you play like the ice level, yeah. But no, I mean even regular. No, it's, it's not just, like you got to be a little more precise than I think you need to be. I don't know. It's a stupid game. Nah, maybe I'll play that on PSP tonight. Anyway, uh, Anyways, uh So, Alan Wake. Listen, man. So cool, this game. It's, I don't know. I'm not used to playing a game like this. Uh, it's a new concept of combat because... You're fighting these shadowy creatures where you have to kind of eliminate their shadowy essence with a flashlight. So you're always armed with a flashlight with a beam of light. And you have to focus them on your enemies before you can fire at them with your weapon. I was going to say, okay, so there is weaponry involved. It's not like just the weak concept of using light as your one and only weapon. No, no, that's part of it. You need the flashlight to get their stuff off of them, to make them vulnerable. So... um, Hmm. 
you always have this flashlight, this beam of light, and that beam of light is actually your uh, targeting as well for the gun. So it, it's it's cool. All right. And the music, right in the first episode, uh, you go into this uh, this uh, diner, and Harry Nielsen's playing on the jukebox from Nielsen Schmielsen. Why, why are your eyes rolling back? And then at the end of the episode, there it's broken up into episodes, and so you finish off an episode, and uh, like the kind of the credit screen screen rolls up, and you're rewarded with a tune and um, Roy Orbison tune. It's great. When's the last time you heard Roy Orbison in a video yeah, game? It's been a while. Um, visually, it's uh, is it, it's it's what comparable to what Silent Hill. I don't think I've played a Silent Hill. No, I haven't played a Silent Hill. That's how I. That's how I perceive it to be. But um, it's it has jump scares in it. Yeah, I heard Vox saying that, but I guess you get used to it after maybe like the second chapter. It's uh, I hate jump scares. Just now. the way it's presented is very cool, and it becomes almost more thrilling than scary, if that makes sense. But I'm playing it in the basement on the projector screen, right? Lights completely out, surround sound going. And so when dark scenes are dark, you're there in the dark with just basically your flashlight illuminating the enemies and whatnot. But then there are scenes where you're there's these safe zones, which is any kind of street lamp or any kind of light, light sources. Sunlight is a safe zone or a street lamp. You get under there and you're safe. And it's so bright because the projector is, you know, shooting this bright light at your screen and it's reflecting back on you that the whole room you're in starts to get lighter, right? And you immediately start to ease up and feel good. Uh, same with any daytime scenes. Your whole basement's lit up because the screen is so bright. But then once everything goes dark, the whole room gets dark around you. You get really worked up with these games, man. <laughs> If uh, you know anybody with a projector and a 360, you got to go see Alan Wake on the projector because it it does totally see, change. This is the game that I would just be playing in the daytime. That's you what I did. With, try it this way. That's what I did with. Uh, I think after I played that first Silent Hill, I couldn't play horror games like in the dark. Yeah, because usually I'd wait till the family goes to bed, right, and then it's like <clears throat> just me alone. And the dog, right? So it's uh, <laughs> it's unnerving for me. I just don't like it. So I, I'm a lot more comfortable playing those kind of games when it's broad daylight outside. And I can forget about it by the time I go to bed. Yeah, it's, it puts you in the moment. But then when the chapter ends and you're back in the daylight, you just feel so good and like you just really accomplished something. Uh, yeah. yeah, go check it out. I'm glad you're enjoying it. All right. That's it. That's all I got. I wish that. I could play it with you. You can. Nope. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, shit. Uh, sorry we ran out of time for Paul at Cartridge Canuck, but uh, we'll definitely have him on next time. You want to wrap things up? I just want to remind everyone to subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can bookmark our websites, listen to us on iTunes, and as always, check out us and other people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. Is if I say it now, will it be right after this? Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
Why don't you do it this time? That way you can be confident that it's there. Uh, post it and post it. I'm going to hang up on you. Bye.